fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm really excited about this episode right now. We got two people that I've known and we've been around each other for some years, but we finally getting together and doing some good work, I think, in the community. I've been seeing them online, on Instagram. I've been seeing them out in the field. And we had to bring them on the show to talk about what they're doing right now. Can y'all please introduce yourselves right now, the two guests? <laughs> I'm Queen Me. I'm Black Beauty. Okay. And what, what organization are y'all representing? Writers Block. Okay. Writers Block. <laughs> and Writers Block. This is like a uh, this is like a poetry like street gang, right? Or like not just playing. Like it's like <laughs> it's a, a creative arts organization, nonprofit organization, faith based. So yeah, that's what we do. We work in the arts. We have poets. We have singers. We have rappers. We have musicians. So it's all of the arts. Mm, okay, I didn't actually know that. I thought it was mainly poetry because of the writer, but I guess in all those different yeah. avenues you're writing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, who is the one who actually started, just really quick, I, I've seen him before. He has a really cool name. What, what's his name? AJ McQueen. AJ McQueen. That is a dope <laughs> name to me. I don't know. But uh, so, yeah, we're going to go deeper into that. But on this episode, this is the Business Building Blocks podcast. And a part of every business at the core of it that... um that fuels your business is the customer service or is your customers and you, to service those people is called customer service. Mm -hmm. So we want to talk about that today, right? Right. You can bring up the Google Doc. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, you can. Okay. Um, you know, to a business, the first thing you want to do is to service your customer. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's very vital in running a business. So um, what we want to do, we want to look at the ways in which customers may be dissatisfied with our service and then that we, we have to respond to their complaints. You know, customer service can uh, be uh, pleasing the customer or satisfying the customer, but sometimes the customer is dissatisfied and it's our response to that dissatisfied customer that would uh, allow us to retain that business and, and, and be a successful organization you want to retain your customers. Yeah, and a lot of times, especially with black businesses, you hear a lot of people saying, like, I don't work, I don't deal with black businesses because how it's being treated or, you know what I mean, they rude or they show up, they don't open on time and stuff like that. And we can't we can't be doing that if we want to move forward in our community and have solid institutions as far as business is concerned. And that's one of the quotes that we wanted to bring up out of this book, mm -hmm. uh, Message to the Black Man by Elijah Muhammad. He talks about business from uh, our community. Mm -hmm. uh, several points that we like to point out that he, he listed in the economic blueprint. And that is, number one, to recognize the necessity for unity and group operations. Mm -hmm. Number two was to pool our resources, physically as well as financially. And number three, stop wanting criticism of everything that is black-owned and operated. Sometimes we just criticize because they're black-owned, so we put all the black businesses in one one category. If one black businesses gave us bad service, now we blame all black businesses. Yeah, and then that's that's detrimental to us as a as a community as a people. Mm. Uh, number four, keep in mind jealousy destroys from within. True. You know, and a lot of times that's the motivation behind the criticism. Not so much that we got bad service, is that we're envious and jealous because 
somebody is doing it, you know, somebody is successful, and we're not. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, number five, observe the operation of the white man. He's successful. Mm -hmm. He makes no excuses for his failures. He work in a collective manner, and we, we must do the same. So, you know, we have to add some balance to this customer service and realize that a lot of, uh, of the things that, that's, um, that we're troubled with is stemming from slavery, and it's our own self-image of, of being black. Mm. So what are some ways that y'all go about as far as the writer's block? How do y'all treat people? How do y'all welcome people in when they come to y'all events and stuff like that? Um, well, first, um, one of the main things we do, we, one yeah. of the main things we tend to do is, is serve, not just an outreach, but when people come in and it's like, you really do need to treat people how you want to be treated. You don't want anyone coming to your event and they feel like an outcast, like they don't belong. And it's like we're all here together as a family unit to hear one another art, you know, to engage with each other. People give themselves in their music and in their poetry. And you don't want anyone to feel like, oh, you don't belong or what you're what you are doing is not good enough because a lot of times people walk around rejected. So we're going to engage. We often, um, like during intermission or even after the show, we set aside time to get to know one another, especially as members. Like, we, we're going to get to know you. We're going to take pictures with you. We're going to get your contact information and see what you do. Not even just for our own game, but we want to invest into what business do you do. So I think, like, something like this is really dope. Like, what? Yeah. This is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people tell us that, but I think it's cuz we're not talking a lot of people we're not talking about this specific subject as far as it comes to us, as far as it comes to, you know, the whole woke movement that's around right now. Mm -hmm. It's good to just touch on the economic part of it too. So, that's one of the reasons why me and my father John Muhammad here, we started this podcast just to keep the the subject on on economics and business. That's true. So, uh well, you know, I would like to bring up uh, a lot of our organizations that was uh, started in the early 1900s after slavery. Uh, they were not started by us, but they were started by people outside of our community, particularly uh, uh, liberals, white liberals, Jewish liberals. And they, they had a philosophy called non-economic liberalism. So if we look at the NAACP and the Urban League, and those type of organizations, they did advocate for changes in laws like civil rights, but not economic development. You know, we was we was kept out of developing economically. And so even after we achieved those gains through the civil rights movement, we still lag behind economically. And then we still have social ills related to our economic condition. And we're still forced now to be the lower class, underclass, prison, you know. So um, economics have to be a, a part of our our um, advancement mm. in our movement. Absolutely. I want to talk to y'all about um, basically how y'all found this organization. Like, where were y'all in y'all's life and what led y'all to writing and, like, the whole thing? Like, Well... I was introduced to Writer's Block by Black Beauty. She's been knowing about it since they were lyrics back in... How long ago was it? 12, 13. Mm -hmm. She introduced me to them April of this year. I started... I've been writing all my life, but I never took it seriously until, I want to say, September of last year. And I was like, well, 
I actually want to perform because I had a friend. I think you you probably know Kerry Howard. He went to school with us. He had a, a talent show one day, and I went to dance with him. He was like, well, I know you write. You want to speak some poetry, too? And I was like, okay. So I was like, well, let me go to an open mic first, get a feel for it, see what it's like. So I went to an open mic, and I was like, okay, I like this. I can do this. Then when it was time for the talent show, I got in a car wreck in February, and it was like, I think this is for me, because anytime something is for me, something tries to stop me and steer me away from it. And I pushed and I pushed through, did the talent show. She came and seen you was there, you performed. And I was like, okay, that's dope. So after that, I was, she took me to Writer's Block, and it was just like, I want this. No, I didn't second guess it, didn't think about it. That day, I was like, I'm for it. It just kind of felt right. Like, it felt man. right. Like, it was my people doing something positive and faith-based. I'm like, yes, I'm trying to find some new growth, be surrounded with some new people, and that's what I needed, and they helped me grow. Mm. So what about you? When, when did you begin writing in general? <clears throat> um, or is that is that your—are you a poet, or— I— I wouldn't say that I'm a poet. Like, I like doing it. Um, I would like to go into filmmaking, media. Um, I, w- I would say I sh- I'm going to strive to be Issa and Spike Lee. Issa Rae and Spike Lee, that's what I want to do. I want to do something different, um, especially, like, within the Christian community, but not... I want it to look realistic. I want it to look like me, uh, real, real stories, not necessarily just for black people, but black stories in in that world. But I wrote something um, like early this year. I was going through a breakup and I just put it to the side. And I heard about lyrics from someone when I went to Sam Houston and it was really dope. And I was like, man, like this is really like dope. And when I saw Writer's Block again a few years ago, I didn't know that they were a nonprofit organization. I just thought it was a group of friends just doing things in the community. And so I had been always hearing about AJ and what he does and him being a poet, and I didn't even know that he was a rapper at the time. So usually um, they would have, like, big events, Writers Block Live at U of H and stuff like that, and they would have, uh, I know I went to an event, they had Kristen uh, Gray, they had Natalie Lauren, um, they just always have really dope people, uh, Joe Solomon, and so usually those events were like $10, you know what I'm saying, but it would be really dope. I mean, hundred people, hundreds of people would come out, and so I saw something that was free, and I was like, okay, girl, like, come on, we can, let's go to that, <laughs> and um, when they said that you can actually be a part of it, I was like, okay. And they talked about the outreach. They really expounded on community and service because they want to build up the block. And it's faith-based, but we esteem to, you know, help out the community and people that look like us. So it's like you can't reach the world if you cannot reach your block. So I went to the interest meeting, um, just going more into details of as far as events that they have done, not necessarily with just open mic and, and bigger events, but just the service that they do. And I was really drawn to that because originally I was going to do an internship with someone else and I just didn't feel led to do it. And I decided to join the block in April and it, it really has been a blessing in my life. Like, I cannot deny that. So, yeah. Mm. And I've seen uh, AJ, AJ McQueen. Mm-hmm. I've seen him at different like rallies and protests and stuff like that. And he was doing that poem. Have you ever heard the one he does when he goes in reverse? Of the, oh, yeah. and then he fell down. And he came up, and then I was yeah. like, "Oh, this like this dude is cinematic with it." Like, yeah. So I was like, "Man!" And 
he does he do a lot of stuff at like PV and yeah he's he's definitely an activist and he goes out like he was at PV I think a few, like two months ago yeah and um he I know he was at he was in St Louis like a few months back when they had different things going on but yeah he's very active in in his people and what he what he believes in as far as progression for his people y'all speak about helping people that look like us a lot of times people that look like us we're not black people we're talking about. We're not directed at things like this as far as writing and the arts and stuff in this manner. Like y'all say, building up the block of things like that. Why do you think so many black people and black children shy away from something like writing? Um, me personally, what I've seen in, in learning in my sociology classes, it's really about um, your environment. A lot of times it's taught you try to go to school and you go to college. And I, that may not be everyone's goal. A lot of times people don't focus on the creativity of a child, whereas nine times out of ten, lower-income lower, lower families are going to focus on discipline, do what you need to do to stay grounded and stay out the white man face um, so you won't get in trouble, whereas you have upper middle class or upperclassmen that would focus on their child, they will invest into instruments and taking courses for their class uh, to learn different things, to write. And for for black people, it's just not pushed. Um, sometimes they feel like you. If, if you see a child that's acting out, you don't focus on what, what creative abilities that they may have, writing, drawing, graffiti, like they might just push that aside, not saying that that's an artist, or they are, they are thinking creatively or thinking abstractly. So I just think that it's not really talked about because I don't think people consider it a real craft. I think they just dismiss it. That's funny because I... I seen something, I seen a meme that kind of touches on that the other day, and it was like, uh, it was like, black parents beat their children for getting bad grades instead of getting them a tutor. And, like, and we, like, then we think that's normal, and I was like, you right about that. Luckily, my, my parents never never beat me for, for grades and stuff, like, or really at all, but it just was like, that really opened my eyes to that, like, man, why not, like, try to correct the problem, right? Why not get, I don't know, I guess because we just don't know that kind of stuff. That's yeah. just not our culture a lot of the times. Exposed to that. Unfortunately. Queen Meek, do you have an insight on this? I do believe that that's, like your dad said, that comes from the slave mentality. Um, a lot of black people were raised by parents who were raised by slaves or raised by masters. Like my grandparents, for instance, they were sharecroppers. That's not too far different from slaves. Sure. So... Like, just to go back to the first question, why do you think that black families never did did creative arts? My parents, my grandpa, he always focused on, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, talk, my, you, you can adjust My grandpa, it. he always was go to school for nursing, go to school for anything in the medical field, anything for the money, anything where a lot of money would come in. And it's like, I find it to be boring. That's not, it's not that it's boring, it's just not. Me, that's, I don't want to play face. Like she said, I don't want to sit in the white man face. I don't want to do nothing ordinary that everyone does. And I would have to tell him, like, why y'all always knocking that? And it, and it does stimulate from probably their parents. So I just think once they can open their minds and hear us out, like, hey, there's ways to build without going to school for all the basic jobs, then we could get stuff done. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of times they're not hiring us off they're not, they're not jumping to hire us exactly. in any way you know what I mean so we almost have a, a better bet by doing something that we can own ourselves and yeah. pass on 
But th- this makes me also think about y'all remember uh, Sister Act when she mm. wanted to sing and she was like, "You ain't doing that." Or another example is Akila and the B, where her mama didn't want her to do that. Yeah. So it's just like we 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 have too much faith in in our I guess in you ever seen a human colors same day system that broke us. Exactly. We, that's it. Flat plane to it. We have too much faith in the same system that broke us, and we need to break that mentality. Yeah, it's right. really just that old. <laughs> it's really just that Sorry, old mindset yeah. because like she said like my grandparents were sharecroppers and it's like my mom was taught go to school get an education you're gonna make big money and it's like I'm getting my degree and I finally found what I want to do and it may not be what she expected I'm not gonna just get a job just for the sake of getting a job like I don't want to do that and if I find my purpose in the arts that's, that's what I'm gonna pursue but it's a lot of people don't like change and why go into a system that is meant to break us, to meant to keep us in a box. And like we read right there in that quote, what what, what was that? <laughs> What's that quote number number five? Observe the operations of the white man. He is successful. He makes no excuses for his failures. He works hard in a collective manner. You do the same. I was I drive Uber on the side when I'm not doing this or music and stuff. And this lady, um, we were having a conversation about different like industries that are like booming right now and we was like and she was like tech what about tech tech is really booming right now and she said that she knew of a girl who went y- oh, y'all ever heard of the app called bumble Mm-mm. bumble y'all heard of tinder right yeah so a girl got out of school she she went to school for like coding and tech and stuff like that she went to work for tinder she worked for them for a little while and then she realized this is kind of geared towards men like everything is kind of like better for a man like he's swiping you know it's geared towards the the male so she was like oh okay I could just tweak this and tweak that and it would be a better experience for the woman mm. so she took what she learned she went in there learned a blueprint stole they trap kinda and then went to her thing and was like okay I know how they was cooking that up but I'm gonna throw my own little you know what I mean <laughs> and then she came up with Bumble and now she's like wealthy she's like 27 or something like that so, so if we are gonna go into that environment if we, so not to knock the people who are going to school and stuff like that they may not be uh, inclined in art and stuff like that but if you wanna do something like that maybe go get that job but while you there figure out what they doing yeah. and then bring it back bring over it here back. and then you could do it for yourself that easy you know what I mean right. so it just made me think of that I was like I was blown away by that story I was like oh. man so being that you are a writer Queen Mink is there any writers that you like enjoy reading? Like, are there anybody who influences I you? To be honest, I actually don't have a favorite writer because I had stopped reading. I stopped reading for a long time. I used to love reading when I grew up. And then it was just like life was happening. You know, busy, everything. I got to go to school. I got to go to work. Only time I'm reading is to study. To take a test. I didn't have time to read. So I'm getting back into reading. So one of the persons that I am into is um, Dr. Clyde Anderson. Mm, And um, he has like four books. um, Power of Economics. uh, Or it's called Poweronomics. Black Black Labor, White Wealth. And two versions of Dirty Little Secrets. Um... He talks a lot about exactly that, exactly what's on that board right there. He talks about economics coming together, um, breaking the system, things like that. So he he's a favorite right now, I can say that. Like, I'm trying to, stu- like you said, if you're going to go in that field, learn that. Any job you get on, I feel like 
you know the that your ending mind is not to end at that job. So what I'm learning from him and his book is to get on that job, take that, and see how I can multiply with that. Mm. Absolutely. He's a pretty good, he's a pretty good author. Um, he does. He speaks around, and he has a um, institute, the Harvest Institute. Mm. Um, and it's fo focused on building back the black community. Okay. So. Black beauty. You look, <laughs> let, let me, let, uh, 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 please forgive me, but you look really familiar. Are you from, are you from the east side? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> please forgive me, because I've no, had a crazy you life. you looking at me like, she looked familiar, but I don't remember her. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. So we all went to North Shore together. Right. We had class together. Um, we actually had class with doctor I can't remember her name it was like junior year I had a class with you AP. was I crazy no I was chill huh you was chill we, had we was in a group with like mama no nah, my mama went I mean, off on me the other day cause I said something about being a class clown I was like no I was a good student but anyway go ahead we, had we was in I had a group with uh, Devin Norman oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, you know, I had English with you yeah English yeah Oh, yeah. Devin was crazy. Devin yeah, was like, crazy. Devin was crazy, but that's yeah. real true. Whoa. There we go. I remember yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. That was a very instrumental class for me. I don't know for you, but she went so deep into literary devices that to this day I rap and I'm thinking like the stuff that we learned in that class. Really? Mm -hmm. Honestly, like we was learning like, what was that? Alliteration and diction and she all this. Was, she was really like professor. I think we had to call a professor. But yeah, she was we really she was really engaged. What was the class? English. It was oh, was it AP, AP English. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who was our teacher again? I don't was remember. It, um, I just remember she used to always make us say OH. I was thinking of it right now. IO, OH, something like that. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I just had to get that. I was like, oh, okay, I remember her. I don't. So were you. So were you writing in, like, on no, creatively? No, I, I mean, I always thought about it, but I never really just sat down and did it. And, like, I had to, for, even now, like, she writes more than me, mm -hmm. and I have to, like, make myself sit down in order to write. And I have a lot of things that I haven't finished writing, but just, I think, very creatively. So even the way I wanted to want to deliver it is different. So I have to, like, really take my time. And even, like she said, with reading... I am inconsistent with reading just because I just have inconsistencies in my life. Yeah. But that's something that I want to do. I want to build up my library. I usually do a lot of research online, but as far as like our um, literature is concerned, that's something that I definitely, definitely need to invest in. And that's something that the block seeks to do as far as uh, the community um, learning and knowing about ourselves economically like we have to build up the block to build up black people to do the black wall street like we have to invest in ourselves we can't just do something for ourselves and then keep it to ourselves and then leave like how do you expect to build ourselves up unless you educate us I, I don't know a lot of things like uh, she has her business that she's working on i have my business we're new business women and i it's a lot i don't know but i need to learn so I definitely want to learn the strategies of the white man to make sure my business boom, and not only that, but to tell my brother to my sister, I'm not gonna hog it and just keep it to myself. Yeah, yeah. I had a um, something said that to me uh, that I'm, I couldn't. It was just a thought I had, but in my mind, I feel like somebody's speaking to me sometimes when I have certain thoughts, and I heard it in a way like you're not gonna get where you want to get 
until you lend your talents to other people and if you live like you help other people do what they want to do too because yeah. sometimes I can get real like close my cave and just be like I'm gonna do this over here I'm yeah. not I'm not dealing with nobody else but basically work with other people you know in a collective manner like we talking about right there yeah. it's funny how that lined up like that but so I just heard you mention two businesses what are the two businesses Okay, so <laughs> so Black Beauty, I have a T-shirt apparel right now, and one of my shirts says, your excuses are so loud. Uh, that was inspired because I used to make a lot of excuses for homework, for, um, you know, my weight loss journey, just for life. And I got tired of hearing myself, like, and I used to choke around with my friends and just scream, your excuses are so loud. Like, I don't want to hear it. And a lot of times people don't pursue their purpose because they make a lot of excuses. Like, some things, you know, life happens. But other times you make an excuse because you're afraid of what people are going to say or you're afraid of just your own abilities. I can be honest and say sometimes I will walk in self-sabotage where I will be afraid of oh, I don't know how big this is going to be or what people's going to say, so I'm just not going to work on it or I'll make myself busy so I won't pursue doing my business ideas or doing the creative things that, you know, God has put in, inside of me. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do the T-shirt. This is what he put inside me to do. If he put it inside me to do it, then it has to work. Like, that's what it is. And it was actually supposed to come out in January, but I pushed it off with all my excuses and I didn't come out with it until around, like, September-ish. And so my new shirt that's coming out is called Flawed and Favored. And it's because a new project I'm working on mm, is called... I like uh, that name. <laughs> yeah. Ratchet Christian Chronicles. And it's going to consist of different skits and different things from my pers- my, pers- my perspective as far as, like, I'm not perfect. I can be, you know, a little crazy and wild. And it may not seem like the traditional Christian, you know, going to church and being in this box. But, you know, I'm flawed and I'm favored. And I also have earrings and things that I make um, as well. So, yeah, that's just a few things I'm working on so far. I like that, the, the Ratchet Christian Chronicles. Yes. I, you ever heard Charlemagne say you always need a healthy dose of righteousness and ratchetness? So yes. that's a pretty, I like that. Yeah. So, Queen Meek, are you are you in the clothing? I feel like you're in the clothing. T- okay. So, um, I have Meek Styles, and I am going to, I'm starting off with T-shirts. I got the Black Queen and the Black King. Um, new designs are on the way, but I... I want to push it further than that. I want to do a full-blown clothing line. It started off, I did want to just do stuff for the big girls, but who knows? I might lose weight, and then what happens? So, you know, <laughs> I need clothes for myself, too, right? Right, right. So, so I want to do a full clothing line for women. Um, I'll do shirts for the men, the guys, but I wouldn't do clothing apparel unless somebody wants to come on and work with me. But other than that, that's pretty much what I have that. And um, just my whole movement is about empowerment. So... Um, I came up with the Black Queen design. I was just sketching. I draw sometimes. I sketch. And um, I was just drawing some stuff on the pad. I was bored. And I was like, man, this would be dope. So I was like, I'm going to do this on a T-shirt. And oh, you like, came up with that design? Like with the... Um, I ske- it was, it was actually, like a hand on it the... It was more than that. And the hand actually was a real... When I sketched, it was a real fist. But I have yet to find anyone who can actually print it out on a shirt like an actual fist. That's what I wanted, but I couldn't, I could draw oh. it, but to put it on the shirt, it's, it's just really difficult. It's complicated. It had um, tribal print everything. I'm trying to get back to that design for like a, the original design for sweatshirts eventually. Oh, you pretty dope. If you could do that by hand, like, 
Thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? You could pretty much design, you know, design is everything a lot mm-hmm. of times. You hear Kanye be like, I want to make water bottles. <laughs> I want to, you know what I mean? Like, everything has an element of, of uh, design, so. I just feel like whatever you do, if you can envision it in your head, you can sketch it out. It may take some time, because there's some things I have a hard time sketching, but if you can see it in your head, you can sketch it out. Um, I've been like that all my life. If I went in my room to look a certain way, I would draw it on a piece of paper, and then I, yeah, like, I'm a visionary for real life. <laughs> I know how I want my my house to be built, my kitchen to look like. I sketch whatever I want. I, I used to sketch out clothing designs. I was like, man, I don't even know if people really paid attention. Been on Facebook for like two years straight. I was like, I'm gonna have my own brand. I'm gonna have my own brand. I'm gonna have my own brand. No, you know how people they ain't gonna like it. Oh, you should do it. You should do it. They think you talking. Boom. Look, you know, it's just like that. I've always been like that. Oh, that's what's up right there. Well, this I feel like this is a good time to get into our sponsors. Uh, Dr. John Muhammad. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we we, we want to highlight some of the people who makes this podcast possible and allows us to bring you new episodes each and every week and have on great guests like Black Beauty and Queen Meek from The Writer's Block. Well, you know, uh, our prime sponsor is Nation Products. And Nation Products traditionally has been known by the Facebook page. But Nation Products just recently launched their own website, and that's nationproducts.com. So you can like the Facebook page and keep abreast of different developments on Facebook, but go and visit the website and also support nationproducts.com. Nation Products is a literacy advocates, uh, promote children books and other books. Uh, recently, uh, um, Chemistry for Children was launched because we're trying to encourage black children, uh, urban children, to uh, pursue math and science because oftentimes we're told we don't do well in those subjects, and that's just psychological intimidation. Uh, we are the ones that in, invented, I mean, that brought these sciences to civilization. So how could we not be a part of science? So chemistry for children introduced the elements to children in the early ages. And as later on when they go to high school, it won't be foreign to them. And we believe that they will excel because they're familiar with the elements. Uh, another book is uh, the Barack Obama book. It's a children book uh, on the Sons of Promise, Child of Hope, Barack Obama. Uh, that book is also available. I think uh, a couple of episodes ago we had attorney Warren Muhammad on and uh, A Case for Separation is his book, A Case for Separation. You can uh, acquire that book on Nation Products' website um, and others. Go and visit the sites. There's, there's a lot of information there that would uh, you can build your library from. Another sponsor we like to talk about is... Uh, Final Call is a is a public service announcement. The Final Call newspaper, which is a newspaper, is published by Minister Farrakhan in the nation of Islam, but it's a um, national and international newspaper that addresses our community. You can find it uh, the digital version, uh, find it, the digital finalcall.com, or you can uh, go directly to the website at finalcall.com. But it covers news as relate to us as a people. And oftentimes, we live in a time with fake news, alternative facts, um, corporate-sponsored news. And a lot of times, we are not depicted in the media 
in a positive light, even if we're the victim. Say, for instance, unjust uh, killing of a black, uh, unarmed black youth, then the media says, uh, you know, put up, what's what's his rap sheet? You know, what's his criminal record? Uh, what what was in his system? And they, they begin to put the victim on trial instead of the perpetrator. Uh, that doesn't happen if you if we support black media. Do we tell our own story? We empower ourselves. So support the Final Call newspaper. And I would like to bring this up to fund. We talk about economic development on this show, the business building blocks. But Minister Farrakhan and Nation of Islam has launched uh, the economic blueprint, which is a fund dedicated to purchasing farmland. Farmland will be used as a basis for economic development. So it's going to stimulate the economy throughout our community because all the industry uh, is built on the raw materials come from land. Uh, you, can, you can look at starting with food. We talked about the hierarchy and needs. Food, which is our basic need, you get that from land. Agriculture, you need land to grow your crops. Uh, if you have livestock, cows, goats, sheep, whatever. You need land. And you need a, a, a fresh water source. You know? And even us as human beings, we need fresh water. We can't drink salty water. So we need land. You know? Also, um, if you want to go into other industries, uh, with the construction industry, for instance, wood comes from trees that come from land. If you look at cement, uh, bricks bricks come from clay the cement, the sand come from the earth so whatever industry you look at the, the raw materials are land so once we uh, get the land then we can start improving our economy you see but it start with land acquisition and that's what we never received after slavery <laughs> you know uh, we had to start from zero but we had to remain on the plantation or return to the plantation because we had no capital. We had no land. So all we had was our labor to, to barter with. And they kept us in debt. And we're in an uh, economy of debt now that stifles our growth. So that's thirty. That's five cents a day that we're asking to sacrifice for us to begin to tax ourselves for our own economic freedom. Five cents a day, 35 cents a week, that's um, $18.20 a year for every uh, wage earner. Collectively, there's millions of us, 50 million of us in America. So if we pool that money, we'll have hundreds of millions of dollars to buy land and begin to develop businesses in our community. So visit that site. That's economicblueprint.org. And, of course, another staple of half of the business building blocks is Wazil's music. <laughs> Did you want to... Uh, talk about how they can receive Wazir's music. Oh, yeah. If you want to support my music, I am available on all streaming platforms. You know, uh, Tidal, Apple Music, iTunes, if you want to buy it and really support. And uh, just, you know what I mean? Follow me on Instagram, W-A-Z-E-E-R underscore. And just stay tuned on what we're doing. It's, it's going to be new developments every week. I got videos coming down the pipeline. I got new songs coming down. Even me and Queen Meek might be doing something soon. So y'all just stay tuned. You know, we're just working. And if you want to support this podcast, you can support me in the process, you know? So thank y'all for listening. But um, to get back into the topic, uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now. 
And social media has really highlighted that. Before this time, uh, you really wouldn't know about all these things that are going on. And I remember growing up, you know, I kind of grew up in the struggle. Like, we was going to rallies. We was flying here and flying there. We was selling tickets to this. And we trying to, we we boycotting this. Or this brother in Louisiana is on, on death row. And we trying to stop that. So I grew up with that in my life all the time. But then I would go to school or something like that. Or I'd go out with my friends or whatever. And nobody was like, mm-hmm. it wasn't on nobody's mind back then. I'm talking in like the 2000s or very few people, you know. But now everybody got an opinion on it. You can get on anybody's Facebook, people fighting and arguing and stuff like that. But talking to y'all who are involved in the arts and, and things like that, how important is it for the art community to show what's going on in this world or speak to that? It's very important because we have the most influence, really. They are listening to us. They are watching us. They are learning from us. Um, it's like you're hearing something on repeat constantly. So it sets in... And if it's something positive, then you're going to want to do something positive. As long as you listen and I don't want to knock no other artists, but if it's trash, it's trash. You're going to have that trash mindset. So I feel like it's important for us to get out there, not just to do music, but get out there and show them, hey, artists get out there and serve the community, too. You can do it, too. Like, why do you have to feel like you need to be a public like figure? to get out there. But I feel like it's important as an artist to show people that, hey, if I don't feel like I'm not good enough, then you shouldn't feel like you're not good enough or too good for it mm. in that sense. Um, I know one thing that is universal is music, mm-hmm. period. Um, and I believe when you are an artist and you have the platform to have controversial issues be brought about just to have people think, not even for you to respond or be persuaded, but to cause you to think and for you to come up with your own decision is very powerful. So we definitely, I know AJ does that a lot, um, especially with the rising topics within the black community and what's going on, Um, utilizing that to be able to have the conversation. I know recently at our last open mic on Thursday, we were talking about racism and how we how can we advance or what, what needs to be talked about? And it's sometimes just a conversation. I know a few months back they had, um, they did a cipher called Settle the Matter. And they were just talking about different issues within the black community, Black Lives Matter. They were talking about different situation issues that are brought about in the black community and just personal uh, things as well. But being an artist, being a poet, um, just in the arts, even in just painting, you know what I'm saying? Like in drawing, you have a platform that's so universal, so why not broadcast that and talk about it so people can really think? Because sometimes, like you said, when it comes to music, some people just put things out there for the sake of wanting to be somewhere on top or just for money purposes. But like, if you see certain things going on and you really say you have a heart for people and you want to see change, then why not use that platform? You don't need to wait I don't need to wait till I'm in Hollywood or whatever to say, yeah, I'm going to make a difference. Like, all heroes don't wear capes. So it's good to Mm. be in the background doing something. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people, music can serve. I remember I put a status one time because I was trying to figure that out. Like, what is the purpose? Like, if you just look at the evolutionary reason, like, why are we making music? Mm -hmm. Because there are animals like, um, like, if you listen to whales, they actually sing in the same key as the notes that we create music in. You know, stuff like that. And yeah, stuff like that. It's like, why is this happening? And why are we doing that? So 
I asked the question, what is music for? Like, and I realized that for a lot of people, and, and neither one of these are good or bad, one form of music could be escapism. Mm -hmm. So if you're dealing with some real life stuff, maybe you want to hear Biggie talk about Source Magazine. You know, you mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, well, you know, you want to hear him talk about. You want to hear Rick Ross talk about this. You know, pineapples, diced pineapples. You know, you want to feel like you on the G5 yeah. and stuff because you not really you in the hood out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got holes in your socks and stuff like that. Maybe you want to you know fantasize, but then maybe sometimes you want to deal with the problem. Because yeah. if, if somebody is sick or they have a tumor, you know, you might get some, a painkiller or something like that. But at a certain point, they might want to take it out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to mm -hmm. try to repair what's going on at a certain point. So that's that's what I noticed. M music and art and things like that, we can we can get people away from something, and we can also solve the problem a lot of times just by getting people to, to think, like we all, what y'all are talking about, because so is a man thinks. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh man! Nah, but uh, nah, I'm really influenced by and inspired by what by what y'all are doing because I've seen it. And earlier, I uh, I think I seen a video like in passing of you like saying a poem in the mall, right? That was yesterday. That was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. How was that? Like, were people there? Like, the people walk up to you, look at you crazy, or what Some happened? Some people just kept walking by. Some people look walk by looking crazy, like, what are they doing? And one girl, I think only one person literally stopped and listened the whole time. Some people will stop for a second or two and walk, but one girl, and me personally, I don't care if it's just one person. At least you got, you touched one person. She listened and then talked to us. And she let us explain why we're doing it, what the purpose was, and she said, okay, I want to come. Like, that's the whole point, and she was young. Yeah, I, she she was looked young. like she was like 18 years old. Mm. Like, that's who we want to reach, the younger people, because, like you said, music, poetry, all that can be escapism. Anything you're dealing with, that's what we. That's why we put it out there, for you to hear it and take from that and grow from it. Yeah. Um, and I just want to add to that, because she was young, and recently, we was at Cunningham, I think, like, a few weeks ago, they had a poetry night, and I asked one of the teachers, like, hey, we're writers about this, what we do. Um... Right now, we're currently trying to do a thousand new writers with young kids. And we were in Clayton Homes and we handed out notebooks and pens just to encourage the kids to write because that's not encouraged in the hood and in their environment. And so the kids that were spitting, man, like one, one, one child, he had um, pain painted on his forehead. He did. And he was talking about how he got teased and after I went up and talked about what we did and I, I spit something, the kids were so excited and they were like, um, he said, you know, I wanted to write on my, I had on my back things that kids called me. They called me uh, gay. They called me fat. Somebody told me that I should uh, swallow poison and die. And I'm like, this is middle school. Like, this is crazy. And just to think about having that outlet to be able to write, to make that impact, like, this is what it's all about. And I just thought that was so dope. But just to have him going through something like that and, and what if he didn't have that outlet? You know, stuff like mm. that leads to suicide and, and depression and anger. You know, then it's going to be the little black boy's angry. And why are you fighting? And it's like there's so much going on that that's not talked about, but it was a great platform to him to be able to express. So for her to reach that one person, like, that meant a lot. And it was already like, oh, we in the food court, girl. Like, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, y'all in the food court? She did it in the in food front, court. In the food court where, you know, in the pretzel. it was more people yeah. in the food court than it has ever been at our open mic. 
Like, I was scared. Yeah. Scared, but I did it. Like, if it, it's like practice. Like, if I want to do Writer's Black Live, then I got it. She kept saying, if you're going to do Writer's Black Live, then you need to get used to this. Yeah. So it was like, okay. Yeah. It took like a minute of me doing like this. <laughs> That's bold. I was on the side. I said, girl, you got it. I, you know, <laughs> she, she, she was supposed to do it, and she was like, no, nah, I'm going to go over there in the corner. Yeah. She, she had started on the side, and then she was like, all right, your turn. You can go on the food court. No, we got to make it easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't but do that. But she never went back, though. Oh, no, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. That's very brave, though. I would have been like, never mind. I wanted to, but she was recording, and everything. I was like, nah, you got to finish it. Yeah. You start, you finish. Man, that's, that's really what's up. That's almost like those, uh, remember those things people used to do, the the, the pop-up things, and they all be dancing in court? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. I actually want to <laughs> do that. Is that weird? I really want no, to I, do flash mobs. Oh, I want to do it. I think we should uh, definitely do it, like, block style. We just Yes, you, you know, right as block, we do all kinds of stuff. Anything yeah. that's going to get the people to come out. So if we, I'm going to invite you if we do a flash mob. Oh, I'm in there. I'm, yeah, I'm down for that. So... How the people that are listening that may be like, man, Writer's Block, that sounds like something cool. I would love to be a part of that. How do they get in contact with Writer's Block and, you know, keep up with what y'all doing? So you can follow our Instagram page, We Are Writer's Block. And on the page, we'll have our information, our email. You can send an email, and then they'll talk about the application process. I think it's better that you, if you're interested, I also believe, come out, see what we're doing. So you can actually be hands-on to know open mic. You can have discussions with us. And we everything that we've done is documented. And so um, through the email, have a discussion with our chief of staff and go from there. Is, is that a local company or national? I mean, organization? Right so block? it's based in Houston right now. Yeah, so it's a 501c3 okay. nonprofit organization. So, okay. yeah, starting in Houston. But they are, AJ is looking, didn't he say he's looking into starting up in St. Louis now, right? Yeah, we the goal is to be international. We want to have Writer's okay. Block, Africa, China, everywhere. But right now, uh, headquarters is in Houston. Yep. Okay. So there's no other, other. Um, you're on Facebook under Writer's Block? Yes, we're mm-hmm. on Facebook as well. Okay. Okay. We are oh, we have, uh, is it wearewritersblock.org? A website. website? Yeah. Okay. And it's in the link uh, description in the bio. Okay. And y'all, uh, so, so what event... Do y'all have coming up? There's something y'all were telling me is uh Christmas on the block. Christmas on the block. Tell so us about that. Recently, we just had uh, restore the block, so we gave to, to some families in Clayton Homes that were affected by Harvey, and so we had um it was our live event, so we had rappers, singers, and all that, and tickets were ten dollars. So right now, we're gonna target Clayton Homes again, and it is a toy drive. So tickets are ten dollars, and ten dollars is not a lot of money, but just to know that. You can relieve the stress of a parent that cannot provide for their child and to make a child happy is an awesome experience. So we'll be having our event uh, December 8th, uh, this coming up Friday, at uh, the Isle. 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 Isle, yeah. Um, starting at 8 o'clock. And tickets are $10. And you can give online. Um, Black Beauty, Queen Meek, we all have tickets. So, yeah. Be dope for you guys to come out. Bring toys, please. Bring toys, toys, okay. So, um, we we getting towards the end of the show. I want uh, th- I want to thank y'all for coming on. First of all, thank yes. you for letting us. Come. This was awesome experience. I love this. Yeah, don't don't you know? Don't be a stranger. If y'all have another event, come on by. We can talk about it again. And I definitely appreciate y'all coming. Uh, I want to. Uh, how do how do they contact y'all personally? Because we got the 
How do you, yeah, Instagram person or social media. So you guys can follow me on Instagram, Black Beauty, B-L-A-Q-U-E-B-U-E-A-T-I. Black Beauty. And you can find me on Instagram at All Hell Queen Meek, and it's spelled the correct way. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just too much to say, you guys. All hell, Queen Meek. All right. Well, I want to uh, say that y'all are very great on the mic, and I take this point right now. Y'all should start a podcast. We've been talking about it. We are. It's in the works. It's in the works. We just got other stuff. It's the one one hustle at a time. This hustle gonna find this hustle. That hustle gonna find the mm-hmm. building blocks. You know. Absolutely. Oh, building blocks right there. Right. We gonna get it going right there. Then this is the business. Bu- you have anything else to say before I wrap it up? No. You you can also uh, find the uh, business building blocks on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, the main platform is SoundCloud. And also, you have an app if you have the iPhone for podcasting. So, subscribe. We also have a YouTube channel. So, subscribe to the channel or subscribe to whatever platform you can find us on. And also, share it with your friends. Most this has been another great episode. Uh, this is the Business Building Podcast. Game Back to Blocks. I get to know. Thank y'all for listening.